Hello and welcome to the Dead Air Dudes. We're back again. I'm Izzy. I'm Rocco. We are the Dead Air Dudes and we are returning to the serial killer platform uh, after a long stay for many other reasons, but we are back. We are back. We're back with a true crime series. We're going to uh, dive somewhat deep into another uh, serial killer, this time from Europe. We're going to go into the life of Joaquin Kroll, also known as the Ruher or Ruhr Cannibal, the Duisburg Maneater, among other names. He was born in uh, North Rhine, Westphalia, Germany. Actually, no. In Germany, yes, 1933. In Hindenburg, sorry, actually. Well, carry on. Take it away, Rocco. All right, so we let's set the premise for this. Uh, yes, we're going back quite some years. We're going to Europe. Europe, at this time, had just come out of, you know, uh, well, World War One, many years before that. But Germany, because of their role in World War One, was reduced to... Uh, a lot of poverty, a lot of uh, socioeconomic issues, a lot of subjugation. And so not giving it as an excuse, but this is the climate of the time. So we have this individual, one of many kids, I think the last of eight or something. Yeah, he was, yeah, um, went to a mining family. And yeah, he, I mean, I hate when they, when they, when they talk about like the their past and how they were the child i mean as it if it is so prevalent in their lives like he's a bedwetter he was a weak child he was sickly i mean he abused animals um so he he had poor self-esteem okay you know and he also mentioned that his father was taken prisoner and killed during world war ii and then that's where his family, after the war, moved to, like I mentioned before, North Rhine, Westphalia, Germany. I see what you're saying. It's because they they automatically create an out. Yeah, I mean, I, exactly. It's, and it, uh, I don't buy it. It, it could be contributing uh, factors. At the same time, the, uh, name me the childhood that doesn't go through any kind of trouble. That's what I'm saying, but then, and how many we, we we've actually had different. We've actually spoke about uh, about serial killers who have had good childhoods, and they come out to be, you know, absolutely. Ted Bundy, for all accounts, Ted Bundy had a loving home, separated mm-hmm. across the country, this and that. But he was not for want. He was not abused. He was not. He didn't witness any kind of murder. He wasn't you know, dripping with blood. He wasn't a victim of violent or sexual assault, you know, but then, and there was no mention of that here either. No. You know, and then all terms being, all, all things being equal, all of Germany was under, all of Europe, uh, you know, there was famine, there was, there was economic issues, there was rebuilding from the World War One. Okay, so I get, he had no dad and all this other stuff. But, he apparently was rated to have an IQ of 78. Yeah. And I have, to, I have another issue with this. 
Yeah. First of all, an IQ test in the 1940s, know how accurate that is in an assessment. B, anybody could flunk an IQ test on a bad day. If you see later how he has gotten away with 20 plus years of killing, abuse, mm. rape, so you're not, you cannot be, you cannot be a moron. You cannot be a moron. I mean, that's why I mean, for looking into the research and it's like, oh, by today's standards, he's considered a mentally retarded. I'm, I, I don't, I don't buy that. Like you said, I don't buy that. There's no way you be dumb here or deficient here, yet get away with 14 murders that we know of over 21 years. Yeah, it's way more, definitely way more. Okay, so all right. With that being said without all the outs that we've been laid out by not us, but literature and accounts. Apparently, witnessing the slaughtering of a pig right. gave him his first sexual awakening, first um, erection, arousal, what have you. Now, okay, that's the first thing I can point to as saying, now we got a problem. Thank I mean, because let's be honest, bedwetting, everyone has done. Older people, young people, there's, there's medical problems for it. There's a lot of problems. You know, assault on animals, this and that. Yes, that is concerning. That is a big problem. Kids also can be stupid and do dumb things. But this, this is a, this is a big issue. All right, so. A big, a, a big uh, red flag. Yeah, and, and, and it doesn't help that he worked as. Yeah, no. So I mean, this would be a daily arousal for him. I mean, and then there's other reports like that he was, it goes back to, you know, how slow he was and that he was good to the children and, you know, that he really liked to be with children. And they kind of related to him because they had quote-unquote, the same mental level. And they used to call him Uncle Hakeem or George Kim. And now the kids are innocent, you know, and they didn't know that he had a treasure trove of, you know, sex dolls and all kinds of stuff hitting in the basement. And yeah, as we practice his, uh, his, his craft, you know, with the dolls. I believe he he had admitted that during his his uh, transgressions around uh, people, mostly women, and to children, and killed one male, is when he really got aroused, and that he he might rape him before. Him. Odds are, for the most part, he had raped them afterwards and masturbated on their bodies afterwards or go back home and take it out on his dogs. So there is a tie here with uh, sexuality or a lack of sexuality, uh, misguided sex and overpowering, killing, what have you. One of the things that does separate him from others and maybe had helped him not get caught is he's a serial killer right because he kills multiple people but he doesn't have a consistent mo no he was just a so simple, a simple. right 
He's killed an elderly woman. He's killed a male. He's killed young kids. He's called, he's killed married women, single women. Um, so it is harder to track. I think whatever tickled his fancy, he kind of just, you know, I mean, look, you have 19, 12, 24, 16, 13, 12, 12, uh, 5, 61, 13, 10. Well, all right. He does like I'm young. That's, you know, that's one thing we know for sure. I mean, of the 14 that we know of, uh, what, 9 or 10 were yeah. pretty young. Okay. So apparently in 1955, yeah. his mother passed away. And by accounts, I guess he was the youngest. I guess he was a favorite. I guess mother always tended to him because he was weak and fragile, whatever. It set him off. And with the death of his mother, that same year, he confessed to his first victim. And as we go through the chronological uh, killings seems as though he had just some really crazy luck that someone would get killed and somebody else would take the fall and that that person that would take the fall would mysteriously be overcome with guilt and either take their own life in prison or my speculation, well, West German police wanted to quell the masses and handled in such a way. Because it, it once, it's, once it's an occasion, twice 13, that's a pattern in itself. Right. But what I don't get is here, here you have a guy with multiple murders. Okay. But it's not like he goes on a rampage and he keeps going. Like he'll have hit 155, 156, take some time off, two and 59, time off, two and 62, I'm three, sorry, three and 62, one and 65, two and 66, 169, 170, and two and 76. So I go back to say, is it only 14? Or are these the ones that we know of? Which is why it's, it's one or two things. Or this quote unquote stupid. Wouldn't he be just kidding? Right. So that's why it's one of two things or maybe th the third thing. One, he is very calculated. And that's why there's separation within the years. So it doesn't get caught. Which is that, that IQ thing throughout the window. Or two, like you just mentioned, he's only telling us these years but he actually was a serial killer habitually, could be weekly, monthly, whatever. And he's only telling us these certain dates, maybe he only remembers, or he wants to make himself out to be very calculated or both. You know, and this is why um, there, there are issues with the time, not just the timeline, the date and time in history where this is all taking place, where I find it infinitely harder for a serial killer to be as accomplished in these days, and I mean accomplished as far as a trophy, I mean to commit more today with cameras, DNA, uh, of every you know every other no. obstacle than back then. And like we did mention, it there was many other typical, uh, many not typical. There are many other murders 
rapes, crimes, violations in West Germany at the time, he actually was just one of many. Now, maybe those were also him. Maybe all those were also him. And then he is actually brilliant in the sense that he threw so many people off his track. That was able to escape. Look at those dates you just mentioned and how many in between, you know, and taking advantage of whatever of the time, the political, social climate, the police force, the technology or lack thereof, he was able to be as prolific as he was and instill a lot of fear in a very dense population. I mean, he admitted to, to eating the bodies to keep, to keep his grocery bills down. I mean, that's not the sign of someone who's pretty stupid. Exactly. There's, there's calculation there. And he if had, anything... He had self-control because, all right, take his victim by surprise, then immediately strangle them, okay? Take off all their clothes, have sex. After that, masturbate over the corpse. Then he would mutilate the body, take pieces he wanted, and take them home so he can eat them later. Then when he got home, he'd beat up and have sex with the dolls. So this was like a whole a whole thing. You know what I mean? Wouch, and I'm sorry, to, this is graphic for a lot of audience members. He would take it out on a rubber sex doll while choking a small child's doll. Yeah, right. we, obviously we, moved, we we should have said this in the beginning. Warning, this is graphic details and nature and stuff. Well, I mean, you, guys, you guys know what you're getting into, but just be advised that, uh, you know, this is all just pretty messed up stuff. In addition to all that, he went to different towns looking for victims. So he had the wherewithal to be, oh, I can't just keep killing people in my backyard. You know, you, you're attracting too much attention. Yeah. There's a lot of thoughts here. And this is, you know, this is not select, just random. This is very highly selective, premeditated, uh, which makes him to a different type of monster. And mind you, uh, one and all listening, this is the 50s and 60s. You know, this is this predates a lot of serial killers of 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 hype in America these times. Yeah, I mean, this is and the thing is, you have never heard of this guy or you don't know as much as because it wasn't here in the U.S. Yeah. Well, news travels far. I'm sure. I'm sure his story got out. And I'm sure it became something of a uh, urban legend, urban mystery, you know, uh, a story that circulates what this guy did in Germany, you know, you know, and, but again, it didn't come out too much later because he didn't get caught till years later. Um, he got caught, well, he got caught 1976, July 3rd, after the murder um, of his final, you know, child. And just the way it happened is just freaking vile, man. And, you know, you know I'm pretty sure you know what we're talking about. So, uh, you know, if you want to go. We'll get to that. <clears throat> Let's give one little example. In 1965. Okay. Uh, that night, 
Kroll had traveled to Grossenball, where he spied Hermann Schmitz and his fiancée, uh, Marion Veen. We usually don't like to say victim's name out of respect, but I'll just mention these now just for this particular example. Uh, in a secluded area, um, having sex in, in the car. And he watched. So there was voyeurs in there. Then he lured Schmitz out by waving his arms as if asking for help. Mr. Schmitz came out of the car, seeing that somebody could be distressed. And as he approached Kroll, Kroll stabbed him repeatedly. And he was planning to kill and rape Vane, his girlfriend. Dane jumped into the driver's seat of the car, good, quick thinking, and drove directly at him. Kroll dodged the vehicle and ran away. This was a near catch, if not kill. Unfortunately, she did not get him. And she did not get a good look at his description, unfortunately, again. And then he remained free. Um, but you're talking about, I mean, it always it, it never fails. You always have this opportunity to catch these motherfuckers before. And yet, one thing I can say about this is a positive no, and it's not even positive, but uh the legal system did not mess this one up. No. No, unfortunately, not. And again. Um, there are limitations of the time, you know, 1960s in Germany, West Germany, of course, you know, uh, like we said before, no DNA. I don't know if there was a master fingerprint list or whatnot uh, without a description as well. And without a consistent pattern, oh, a bunch of prostitutes go missing or a bunch of young girls go missing. He went as MO. He strangles. He stabbed. Women and children to a guy. I mean, of course, it was a necessary evil in his mind because he wanted to get to the to to his girlfriend. But nonetheless, it it, it did not fit the mo at all. Now let's get to uh, how he got caught and when he got caught. All right, so we're moving down to 1976, right? July 3rd, 1976, after his final murder. With the well, plumber and uh, all that stuff. Yeah, so so they him in his apartment shared a common bathroom. I'm not sure the layout, how this works, but uh, maybe it was a hostel. Maybe it was just a, a common plumbing uh, branch was clogged. And his neighbor reached out to him like, hey, you have the same problem I have, whatever. And he was unashamed and said, yeah, 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 you know, I'm backed up too. And he even joked. Maybe it's kids in the thing. Like, oh, that's a weird joke. That's crazy. When yeah. the neighbor went to check well, the guts. plumbing, he found guts. And stuff, and he couldn't identify what. He said, wait a minute, this is like organs. This is whatever. Um, I believe thereafter, they called the police. And the police and plumbing people uh, undid the plumbing and found more guts. And then they went into his apartment where they found Dismembered body parts in the fridge, on the yeah. table, and a hand cooking on the pot in the stove. 
Yeah. I mean, horrifying. That's, you know. I mean, this is the basis of what a lot of today's modern horror movies, serial killer movies are based on. Um, a real life monster on all accounts, a murderer, a rapist, a molester, a pedophile, and a cannibal. Yeah, I mean, he, he, top he, to he, bottom. He was, he was complete, a complete POS. What I find fascinating is most of the photographs that I tried to research on this, he is covering up his face a lot. And there's a few that it's open and it's just a mugshot. But why the shame? Hey, man, it's like anything else. One, once you get caught, you know, you get that, uh, you know. You joke to your neighbor of what you actually did. You have body and organ parts laid out. You're not concealing nothing, hiding nothing. They're not in this a cupboard. They're not in a secret plank underneath the floorboard. I mean, it's all out open. You just know. It was crazy. And but, apparently, when he was caught, he sang like a bird. But he looks like he didn't a, hold back. He was a smallish type guy. Very so, frail. I mean, look creepy, but I mean, I mean, you wouldn't expect him to freaking be this type of uh, of a monster, of, 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 of an animal, you know what I mean? I mean, I also, I also find it interesting how he evaded 20 plus years of this kind of activity. One year he evaded this. For a pretty foolish miscalculation of flushing down the toilet. Now, if he was such a cannibal and Meat was so expensive. Why are you throwing that down? Ah, okay, I get it. Maybe it's not his choice of meat or whatever, but that's a great miscalculation. Uh, again, maybe he was looking for praise. Maybe he never got it any of his life. And he, he sang like a bird. He just said, oh, yeah, I did this. Naming dates and places and names and whatever. Right. I mean, we're talking about a different kind of monster here. No. Uh, charged with eight murders and one attempted murder. Now, why? Here's where the trial lasted 151 days. Yeah, a long time. Jeez. What did you need to uh, <laughs> cross-examine? How did it last that long? Not for nothing. And again, I apologize in advance for making any kind of stereotypical statements about West German uh, court system. Really? Well, we, we, hey, it's a, it's, it's, it's a, it's a travesty everywhere. Here, we've argued about it in in South America. Here now in Europe, in Russia, it, it's it's everywhere, man. It's just, I don't know, man. I don't know. Obviously, he was sentenced to life. Eight consecutive life sentences. In 1982. And he died of a heart attack in 1991. Now, he also, a nice, uh, well, crazy tidbit. He thought they were going to give him a, a surgery, which would make him stop yeah. killing. And then after that, they're going to send his ass home. He thought that. Some form, some form of lobotomy 
that would fix all of his ailments. Right. And you know what that lobotomy is called? Gunshot to the noggin. Well, the electric chair, uh, needle injection, you know, hanging, any any of the above. All I the still above. think uh, nothing can ever heal the, the, the scars that he had left on the victims' families, oh, but oh, I mean, uh, I mean, maybe to be courted would close. Yeah, it, it's just it to be a sick, sick individual to just, you know, go to these depraved lengths to do what he did. And, you know, I got nothing, I got nothing to say about him. Only other uh, thing that I thought that I would end is U.S. gets a lot of bad rap with the disparity of population and the number of uh, serial killers. Right. But this is proof, not to contrary that, but this happens all over the world. And it all look, you know, and we've we've covered some heinous ones from South America and Europe and Ukraine, unfortunately, and, and I'm sure other parts of the world where their numbers are staggering. And this is not a numbers game or to crown anybody top serial killer, but the amount of lack of police enforcement or or just the ability to track somebody down and the ability to just wander from town to town and kill aimlessly unabashed, unopposed, it's frightening. I'm hoping that it's a better or safer world today with technology helping. Just technology, it makes it a little bit more aware. You're more aware and you would assume that's harder to do these things, but not impossible. So everybody be vigilant. And remember, uh, you are not alone. Okay. Thanks for listening, like, and subscribing. Send us your feedback, uh, suggestions, anything you'd like us to cover. And we will gladly get back to you. Thank you so much. I'm Izzy. I'm Raka. Save the whales. Save yourselves. Yeah, buddy.